if you're focused and passionate and driven, um, you can achieve anything you want to achieve in life. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And a lot of things that we want to do, a lot of places we would like to go, a lot of things we would like to experience. Here's how to really cash in on this year. Number one, get serious. Life is serious. That's basically it. Hello, welcome to Brett Talk, uh, the advice podcast where you can message me at Brett Talk Podcast on Instagram or Brett Thomas on Facebook. And you can ask me for anything and I'll give advice on it. I've done anything between cleaning to uh, job interviews. I guess that really isn't like a large scope, but I'm doing this off the top of my head and I don't have uh, the best memory, Uh, but that's okay. But I do have a good memory of all the people who have listened to this podcast and I appreciate you. Uh, I'm here at Golden Ox Studio with someone who I appreciate, uh, with producer Jeremy. How's it going? Good. I appreciate you, too. Thanks, man. We have a good, healthy friendship here. True story. Yeah. But this episode isn't about uh, true, healthy friendships. It's about uh, the opposite. It's uh, about uh, what to do when you're sad. I guess you can turn to a friend. I I feel like we've turned to each other when we've been sad or anxious or discouraged or anything. Yeah, we've definitely uh, we've tried to prop each other on each other's shoulders many a time. I feel like in the past, metaphorically and physically, <laughs> we did help um, this couple carry a couch to their house. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was a fun time. Uh, I was over at Jeremy's house, and then we saw these two people carrying a couch, and we're like, you looked at me, and you're like, do you want to help them? I was like, sure. And then we helped them, and it took so long, we took like five breaks. Yeah, I don't think we knew. I don't think we'd really uh, knew how long it was that was going to take. Yeah, like it, – <sighs> Our part was over a mile of walking, and they already had did some walking. Yeah, I think they had walked like a quarter mile. So they were planning on. Oh, what is that? They were planning on um, carrying that couch themselves for a uh, a mile and a quarter. Well, I'm glad we were there to help. Yeah, and if they were sad, then we cheered them up. I was sad. I was sad about the the amount the distance that we had to carry that couch. I was too, but then I felt good because I helped somebody. And then I remember she like recognized me from like doing comedy at an open mic, and then she remembered another comic from Cleveland and was like the bald guy uh, who's racist. And then we all knew who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna drop names and. Yeah. My, it's not a gossip podcast. It's an advice podcast. But I guess I uh, been gonna get into it now. No more goofing off. Yeah, fun times over. The train has left the station. It's time to get serious. 
uh, what to do when you're sad. Uh, I put on my paper, treat yourself. I want to tell like a story of a time that something really bad happened to me. In the whole grand scheme of things, it wasn't that bad, but it was pretty devastating to me when it happened and how I treated myself. I remember I'd only been in comedy for like a year or two, and I was at this comedy club, and it was a Thursday night, and there wasn't that many people there. There was like three couples, and there was like this table, and it was like five or six tables put together, and they literally butted up against the stage and went to the end of the room, and it was this one family. And I remember I opened up hosting the show, and I'm not good at hosting because to host a comedy show, you have to, like a stand-up comedy show, you have to be like high energy, and you have to get the people excited into it, and I am not that. And when I try it, uh, my high energy is still pretty low, and it just like makes me look, I think, like unauthentic. And then I got nervous because I was at the show and I started bombing. And this, like, table of, like, 15 people that were, like, on the same family, it's not that they weren't laughing. They I could just hear them talking to each other, saying how bad it was. Like, I told a joke and this woman was like, what? I don't get it. And they were just, like, they just kept saying stuff like I was bad towards the end. They just kept, like, talking to each other. I could just tell they're talking about me. And then at the end of the show, this woman who wasn't a part of that table, she's an older woman. She was at another table with her husband and she walks up to a com- another comedian on the show and was like, that guy was so bad. And I walked up to him. I was like, what did she say? And to spare my feelings, he was like, she just didn't like the show, but she didn't really like me. And I was just so devastated. I remember on my way home, I stopped at a gas station. I got a tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and then I went home and ate it in my bed. I'm like a, a sad teenager. It was so bad. I was, it was like the most like dramatic thing over like nothing. Cause like I've been doing stand up for a, Five years now, I think. And I've come to learn that one show won't make or break you, which is a good thing. And the whole grand scheme of things, no one remembered it. The club owner wasn't there. And I don't know. It made me feel better to eat ice cream. Probably wasn't the best coping mechanism, but it's okay. But I was feeling really sad and with comedy or just like life in general, you always got to remember what I like to do is celebrate the victory for the night or if it's bad, dwell on it that night and think of what you can do better. But the next day is a new day. So whether you did bad or good at something, it doesn't matter. It's a new day. So let's move on from it. And I did some mics and shows after that. And I, I had the mentality. I did good at some of them, so it made me feel better. It made me realize, hey, I, I can make jokes. I can make people laugh. Sometimes when I do bad at stuff and I'm sad, 
I, I start spiraling and I get even more sadder because for some reason I, I do bad at something one time and I'm like, I'm not good at this. It could be anything. It could be something at work. It would be like a hobby, anything, podcast. JK, it's always perfect here. <laughs> I'm probably going to sound like a hypocrite here um, talking about treating yourself. There are some uh, healthy coping mechanisms like going to the gym. I'd even say watching a movie or TV or videos, cat videos, dog videos, taking a walk. But some unhealthy like coping mechanisms like when you're sad long-term I would not recommend are alcohol and drugs. I've never done drugs. I smoked weed for a few years, but I'm going to be really cringy and consider that like a plant because it does help people uh, when they're sad and have cancer. But I was thinking about I suck like a hypocrite, but I never drank when I was sad to feel better. I would just get drunk and act like a jerk. There, there's a difference. I uh, know, but I think the reason why alcohol is such like a bad coping mechanism because it feels bad at first, but it's really a depressant. It's like a downer. So later, you're just going to feel worse than you did. Uh, I forget, but in England, actually, there's a, oh, they call it, Whenever you wake up from a night of drinking and you feel bad and you feel shame, they call it a shame over. And there's been times when I've woken up and I'm like, I can't believe I did this. Or even if I didn't do anything bad, I just feel guilty. And I don't know, I feel like when you're sad and drunk, it can lead to some bad situations like fighting or driving or saying things to people uh, you normally wouldn't say, you know? I don't know. I'm not trying to judge anyone uh, that drinks alcohol or does drugs. I think as long as you don't hurt other people, you're doing okay. I hope I don't sound like a hypocrite because I've drank and I haven't done drugs, but I've smoked plants in the ground. Uh, being cringe over here. But I don't know. I just... Even how sad you get and how uh, tough times can be, I'm going to say something really cliche, but time does heal all wounds. And everyone feels sadness. There has even sociopaths feel sadness. I know they don't have any feelings, but when something doesn't go their way, they get angry or sad. So. I mean, they so even sociopaths feel that. They might not feel true happiness, but they do feel sad, like if they couldn't manipulate someone anymore because they stood up for themselves. But if you're not a sociopath and you genuinely care about people, um, just when you're sad, I just I hate it when people take out their frustrations on other people. Everyone feels sadness. Everyone gets mad, but treat others how you want to be treated. I know I sound like a preschool teacher right now, uh, but I'm a 25-year-old man who works at a cemetery and does comedy at night and has a podcast, but treat others how you want to be treated. I feel like 
I do talk about a lot of the same kinds of people on this um, podcast. Nothing to do with like ethnicity because that that would be bad. I'm not like those kinds. You know what I mean? It sounds bad. I'm digging a hole for myself. I I could have just not said that, um, but sometimes I have to. But I don't know. I just I feel like customers are a lot of times they'll treat people badly because they have the power to because if like someone at work argues back or says a comment back even if they were in the right or they were getting harassed by customer um they'll get in trouble and they could lose their job all because someone's life's not going the way they want to so they're gonna take it out on you because you work at dunkin donuts and it's it's a pretty messed up system. I know like other like America's like that where the customer's always right, but there's always like um except other countries it's it's not like that. You have to actually treat people with respect when they're at work. There are exceptions to that though, because I don't wanna sound like a, a fuddy duddy. But I was at Chipotle one time, and there was, like, this long line, and there was only one person, like, doing everything. Like, she was doing the pressing the tortilla, doing the meat, rice, vegetables, uh, guac, the chips, filling up the drinks. And she, I watched her ask two of her coworkers, they're like, hey, can you please help me out? And they literally said no. So there are people who do work in the service industry who are bad, but I was, I was just like so baffled. I, I, they, they, they were like, I'm about to clock out. No, I'm like, I know you're about to clock out, but can you just have some decency and just help out your coworker? I don't know. It just seems kind of rude, but I got my burrito and then I left and I felt bad because the line just got huge and only one girl was doing everything and just wasn't cool. She probably felt sad. I uh, I did a little bit. I, I still feel bad for her. This happened months ago. I'm still bringing it up. All right. So I wrote down some examples of long-term in short-term sadness and what to do or what I would do in these situations because there's different kinds of sadness. All right, so I wrote long-term, passing of a loved one. I feel like I might have talked about this before, but a funeral to me shouldn't be sad. It's the celebration of someone's life. My favorite part of a funeral is when people go up and they talk about memories of the person who passed away. I feel like that's the last time you'll get like laughter and that person will make you laugh because they'll be in the room and wherever they are, they're watching over you. 
and it's just it's nice because all you have left is the memories. I know some people like sentimental stuff, but for me, it's it's the memories. Even though I, I said I had bad memory at the beginning of this episode, but that's how bad my memory is. Except if you pass away and I liked you, then I'll, I'll remember everything. Uh, for a short term, if you have to like, miss an event that you really wanted to go to, like a concert, um, I wanted to talk about how I was like 19 and my buddy invited me to his wedding and I RSVP'd and I was like, super excited for the wedding. And I, was a, I remember I lived in my aunt's house still and I called her. I was like, hey, have you seen my dress pants? Even though I was an adult, I didn't know where they were. I was like, do you know where my dress pants are? And she's like, why do you need them? I was like, I'm about to go get my hair cut because I'm about to go to my buddy's wedding. And she was like, Brett, it's Sunday. And I looked, and I got the dates mixed up to their wedding. And I missed their wedding because I, I thought it was on Sunday. I felt really sad, and I, I never apologized. Sorry, Noah. I really wanted to go, but I just felt sad because I was like, that's the most important day of their life, and they invited me, and I couldn't even double-check a calendar. But time heals all wounds. Uh, friends blow you off. Sorry, it took me a second. I have really bad handwriting. And I went through like three pens writing out this episode because two of them um, ran out of ink. So I had to find a third one. Um, I felt sad. Um, but for that, I just threw the pens away and, and, and found another one. So that's a time where I felt sad today. And then I found a solution. I do miss the pens. All I have is the memories from them. The, the memories of me writing other podcast episodes. But uh, friends that blow you off. Um, I feel like it's... If a friend blows you off, I feel like you should give them the benefit of the doubt. Because life happens. Because everyone's had to, like, bail on people. I hate when you before I keep talking about this, I hate when I say, um, I hate when I say this. I hate when I say, yeah, they blew me off. And they're like, oh, your friend gave you a blowjob? I'm like, how old are you, like 12? They bailed on me. I feel like the best thing to do is go in the bath of the doubt. Life happens. Sometimes I might be sick or have to deal with their kid or work sucked and you might just want to stay at home and relax. But if it keeps happening, like it just happens a lot, you don't owe anyone anything, and you can just stop being friends with somebody. That's like the cool thing about life, except if like you got out alone, but you don't like owe anyone anything. So you can just stop being friends with someone for like no reason. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to, but it's like nice if someone's just like shitty to you. That's also something I forgot to mention in the beginning. 
uh, about treating other people, like how you want to be treated. If you have a friend that treats you bad, but they treat you bad and they say, oh, I was just sad, I'd ditch them. Mainly because you don't need someone in a life like that. You don't need someone who's just going to take out their day on you because that's someone you'll see a lot. You want someone, no one's perfect, you know, accept people for who they are, but you always find new friends. You know, it's kind of sad to say because good friends are hard to find, but there's a lot of good people out there. I know people like to say there's a lot of bad people, but I, I think I want to end this episode on a high note. There's a lot of good people out there to be friends with. And uh, just remember, if you're sad, maybe turn to a friend, a close friend you could talk to or have some healthy coping mechanisms. Like if it's long-term, maybe work out or try to eat healthy or maybe short-term, maybe go out, get an ice cream cone, maybe eat a nice meal. Um, just most importantly, tend this on a cliché. Time heals all wounds. Thank you. Thank you for uh, listening to Brett Talk. Uh, give me a follow at Brett Thomas on Facebook and Brett Thomas 1896 on Instagram. Uh, please uh, leave a five-star review on anywhere you listen to this podcast. They all help. Thank you.